As teachers, we have all heard the popular term, pushing the envelope. Perhaps you go a little fancier, maybe a little bougier, and you say pushing the envelope. I'm not actually sure if both of those are legitimate ways to call an envelope, but I do know this. As teachers, I think we're really good at this. I think we're really good at pushing the envelope. I think we are good at basically saying, hey, we want to extend the limits of what is possible. I feel like as teachers, we do that every single day. We push kids a little bit further. What more can you give me? Come on, keep digging and keep learning and keep growing. Because when we push the envelope as educators, we are game changers for kids. And over the course of the past month, we have done a very special series about being that blue apple teacher, doing those simple strategic things that get kids doing life and experiencing learning differently. So far this month, we have talked about a dice. We have talked about a note card. We have talked about plunking for pizza. And today, we're going to talk about a pen. Not P-I-N. I'm talking about a P-E-N, like a writing pen. Perhaps a flare pen. Maybe you're into a flare pen. In this episode, I'm going to talk about one of the dumbest things that I have ever created. I sort of did it on a whim. I was just being silly in my classroom, and I didn't realize that the silly was going to turn into strategy when I created something called pushing the pin. What is pushing the pin? It is a strategy that is going to get your kids following classroom expectations. Pushing the pin gets your students listening and learning and growing and creating that game-changing environment that all of us strive to create on a daily basis. It is super simple to implement because all you need is a pin, and I promise that you're going to get positive results from it. So if you want to push the envelope in your classroom, if you want to extend or exceed the limits of what you think is possible with kids, then you're in the right place because the This Teacher Life podcast is dishing out some awesome sauce right now. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. Some of the best ideas that I have ever come up with are absolutely ridiculous. Like, I didn't learn them in college. I didn't read them in some sort of education book. But what I love to do is harness my own personal skills and strengths and then utilize those to create a fun, inviting, lovely environment for my students. And so oftentimes I find myself experimenting. 
I mean, genuinely, sometimes I look at my classroom as it's like a learning lab. I am learning, I am growing, and then my goal is to transfer those energies, transfer those thoughts, transfer that just method to my students so they absorb and learn and grow more. And some of the most downloaded episodes of this podcast and some of the most viral videos on my TikTok and Instagram are when I'm describing classroom competitions that I have used because I'm a highly competitive person. So again, I'm leveraging those skills and strengths to create competition in my classroom in a healthy, effective way. Well, not too long ago, I was kind of just being silly in my classroom and I had a pen. And I've got a large whiteboard. It's not a digital board. It's just like an old school whiteboard in my classroom. And on that whiteboard, there's a ledge where you can store like Expo markers and erasers and things like that. And one day I was just kind of like messing around and I kept sliding a pen on the ledge and I would push it and it would go a certain distance and then I would push it again and maybe it'd go a little bit further and then I'd push it again and maybe it's kind of stopped in its path. And a kid said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm pushing the pen. And they're like, for what? And I'm like, I wonder if I could push this pen to a very specific spot. So then I got a marker and I drew like a starting point and an ending point. And my goal was to get the pen in the exact location of the parameters that I had drawn. And so I pushed it and it got really close. And the kids were like, oh my gosh, do it again. So I pushed it again and I completely overshot it. And the kids were like, you got do less, do less. So I pushed it again and it was like a perfect landing. And the kid then naturally said, can I try? And another kid's like, I want to push the pin. And another kid's like, I want to try it. And anytime that you have people excited about something, one of the biggest game-changing things that we can do is say, pause, why is this working? Pause, why are they interested in this? Pause, how can I actually leverage this to my advantage? Because at this point, pushing the pin has nothing to do with NGSS which are the next generation science standards. And half of my classes this year are in GSS. Now, as a game-changing teacher, could I create a physics lab, a trial and error lab off of push the pin? Absolutely. In fact, it's a great idea. I'm probably going to do that. But on the surface, it has nothing to do. Pushing a pen across a, a whiteboard ledge is not science. Pushing a pen across the whiteboard ledge has nothing to do with the SEL strategies or SEL standards, also known as social and emotional learning standards. But actually what I could do is do an entire experiment or an entire lesson on grit. Because guess what our kids need in real life to be college and career and life ready? They need grit. So interestingly, in fact, I could create an entire SEL effective lesson on pushing the pin using grit. That in and of itself is a blue apple moment that we just had. That's not what this specific episode is about because I'm going to give you all the details of how I actually use push the pin, but I just modeled one of the most important things that we often forget about is if we have an idea and something is fun and the kids are interested and they want to engage in the activity, and in this case, it was pushing a pen, 
then our answer should be, okay, cool. How can I reverse engineer this so I can actually use it for my content, my curriculum, my curriculum maps, whatever it might be. And just in this example, I was able to justify two different things, two completely different things on how I could do an entire science lab on pushing the pen and how I could do an entire SEL lesson on pushing the pen. Both of those would be bomb ideas. And I'm, I'm, those were just off the cuff in this moment. I don't even have notes on that. That wasn't something that I thought I was going to bring up. But as I was talking out loud in my office by myself, staring at a microphone and staring at podcasting software, what popped into my head, boom, Monica, there are some ideas. That's just me utilizing my blue apple teacher strengths. Again, what is a blue apple moment? It's saying, man, that's different. That's not common. I've never seen that in a textbook. I've never read that in a textbook. I've never seen somebody else talk about that on TikTok. But there's the idea and I got to run with it. And sometimes that's exactly what we have to do. We have to run with it. So when the kids were saying, Mishenta, can I try? Can I try? I was like, oh man, this is a thing. How can I use this to my advantage? I don't know if I sang it like that in my head, but I got excited. Because I wanted kids to have the opportunity to push the pen. So how could I create a space that they were engaged and motivated to do something super simple that costs nothing? This costs no money at all to have a kid push a pen across a ledge of a whiteboard. But I believe in like a give and take. If I'm going to let you push the pen, what are you going to do for me? And that's not being greedy. That's not being manipulative. That's just how life works, right? Like that's called an incentive. That's called motivation. So I decided that I was going to create a month-long competition called Push the Pen. That's what I was going to do. And instead of having just here's where you need to land the pen, I was going to create like a racetrack in my classroom along the ledge. This whiteboard is probably 15, maybe 12 feet long. Like it's a really large whiteboard. It fills like one entire wall of my classroom. Now, granted, my classroom is very small, but it fills nearly the entire wall. And so I created this racetrack where some segments of the racetrack were worth five points. Some segments of the racetrack were worth one point. Some segments that were really, really small were worth a hundred points one segment was worth negative points and then I had a segment of the racetrack that I just drew with a pen and it was called mystery envelope and the whole premise of this month-long competition was at the end of the class period if we have met all of the learning goals like if we crushed the lesson or we crushed the lab And everyone had a good attitude or maybe everyone brought a pencil or maybe everyone actively participated with a positive attitude. Like whatever the expectation was that I was seeking for that specific class period, if kids followed that expectation, then I gave one student the opportunity to push the pin and they would go up to the whiteboard and they would be like, you guys, what should I go for? Should should I go the risky route and go for the hundred? And they're like, no, that's a really small section. You're not going to land the pin in that section. Go for like 10 because that section's bigger. And some kids are like, go big, go home, risk it for the biscuit. And every class period, every classroom period family, as I like to call them, 
had a different strategy. But the goal was that we were going to keep track of those points for the entire month. And at the end of the month, we were going to say whichever class has the most points is going to win some sort of class celebration. Now, I've got more details on what that class celebration looks like. I've got some more details on how push the pin can effectively and efficiently be implemented in your classroom. And we are going to tackle all of those important details in the next part of this episode that is coming up in like one minute. So stick around. The game-changing series that I dropped on the This Teacher Life podcast this month has been so much fun. We have talked about everything from class competitions to push the pen to how I created a scanner system in my classroom using only a note card. We've talked about how to get kids asking more questions with a dice and so much more. In this series, we have done four different episodes, and if you implement any of those ideas, you are going to be a game changer for kids. But if you want more, if you are like, oh my gosh, this series on this podcast has been so much fun, but I want more. Give me more classroom competitions. Give me more engagement ideas. Give me more strategies to get kids to raise their hand because you want to mix it up. You want to keep things fresh. You want to keep things fun in your classroom then the Game Changer Virtual Course is for you. What is the Game Changer Virtual Course? It is a 21-day virtual class that is happening during the month of February that is full of ideas, videos, stories, strategies, and solutions to the most common problems in your classroom. If you are having a struggle right now with student engagement, you're not alone, but I got so many ideas to help you. If you got struggles right now on student motivation or maybe even your own motivation, I hear you. At this point in the school year, we can be exhausted. The good news is, is I've got strategies for you. The Game Changer course is an opportunity for you to earn up to 15 hours worth of official PD credits while walking away with hundreds of ideas that are super simple to implement. If you are looking for that one thing that could be the thing that has the power to change everything for you and your students this school year, then I need you to pause and check out monicagenta.com forward slash courses where you can get signed up. It's fun, it's affordable, and you can earn up to 15 hours of PD credits. This is a teacher dream come true. Check out monicagenta.com forward slash courses, or I'm going to leave a direct link in the show notes. Join me for a super fun February where we can be game changers for kids together. Now, I want to get into some of the nitty gritty details of this classroom competition. But if you have listened to any of my other competition podcast episodes, then you know all about the details. And I'm pretty clear and pretty consistent every single time I do a class competition. I have so many classroom competitions in the book called Game Changers, which we're going to dive into in the official course. But If you have listened to my spinning and winning episode where I use a prize wheel or you have heard about my large deck of cards that I use as a classroom competition or maybe even how I've remixed Uno as a classroom competition, the goal is this. We are working as a classroom family. As a first hour family, 
I am wanting every single kid to maybe have a pencil that day. Or maybe uh, the classroom family expectation for that day is everyone remembered their science notes. Or another example would be that everyone in my fourth hour advisory family actively participated and let their opinions and voice be heard. So each day I'm kind of targeting something that I know the kids can do. It's like attainable, but it also might be pushing the envelope a little bit for them. But if we're going to push the envelope and kids are going to say like, oh man, I need to get more organized. For some kids, that is pushing the envelope. For some kids, pushing the envelope is I want you to participate without me calling on you. I want you to just actively raise your hand and say like, I would like to share an opinion. So if we're going to have kids push the envelope in return, they get the possibility of pushing the pen. And at the end of the class period, if they have followed whatever the expectation is, my recommendation is pick something that's been a problem up to this point. Like at this point in the school year, you're like, my kids can't keep a binder organized to save their life. They're constantly forgetting their assignments. Or maybe it's my kids can't keep their hands to themselves. Dear Lord Jesus, 97 times a day, I say like, please stop touching each other. Like pick something that is problematic so this can be actually a proactive approach to celebrating kids. Therefore, they can push the pen. Okay, so I choose one kid to push the pen and that kid goes up to the board. They're totally allowed to look at their peers and be like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Now, I mentioned in the first part of this episode that one of the things was a mystery envelope. Because here's what I always want to maintain. I want to maintain motivation in these month-long competitions for the entire 29, 30, 31 days. But if second hour family has 152 points and third hour family in the middle of the month has 17 points, naturally one's going to look at that and be defeated. And there's like, there's no way we can catch up. There's no way that we are ever going to be able to actually win this competition. Which is why I love a mystery envelope. Some sort of mystery element to this. Because it's literally an envelope that I had that had a note card in it. And the note card had some sort of like zinger, okay? The note card was actually a game changer for the game. Something small but strategic to change the way that things learn, grow, or respond. So sometimes kids would go for the mystery envelope. And on some days I would have put like negative 100 in the mystery envelope. So that would have actually subtracted 100 points from the team. So here's the thing. If kids know that the mystery envelope can be positive or negative, if you're ahead in the game, maybe you're not going for that. And maybe if you're behind, you're like, yeah, but it could be something positive. Like at one point, I had positive 542 points. So in one day, that could have changed the entire game. But that keeps the possibility open to have every single class period family thrive. Is it fair? Well, I mean, I think fair is a relative term. I invented the game, so I get to invent the rules. I'm not like psyching kids out. They know in advance that the mystery envelope could be positive, could be negative, could be neutral. But isn't that kind of realistic of how life works? 
sometimes things are positive sometimes things are negative sometimes things are neutral but a lot of things in life are very unexpected the question is how are we going to roll with it and so it was fun to see how different classes responded like do we go big or go home and try for the tiny section of the racetrack and go for the 100 every single day do we do like a slow and steady wins the race and just consistently try for like 10 or 50 points at the end of the day do you know what I noticed happened during the course of this month that we played push the pen behaviors were better classroom management was easier Kids were more engaged. Kids were more organized. Kids were kinder. All of the things that often get in our way from teaching and reaching kids had just naturally been eliminated because of the dumbest idea ever. Pushing a pen across a whiteboard ledge. There is no reason why something that dumb should work. But when we try new things... When we push the envelope for ourselves, when we try to approach things with new limits that are possible, we end up creating an environment that is fun to walk into. And I think if kids are having fun, it creates some laughter. And I think if kids are laughing, kids are listening. And I think if kids are listening, kids are absorbing. And I think if kids are absorbing, guess what's happening? They're learning. So in theory, does this have absolutely nothing to do with teaching? Yes. In practice, does this have everything to do with teaching? Also, yes. Pushing the pen is just one of those ways to turn problems into positivity. But that's exactly what game-changing moments are. In a split second, everything can turn upside down in a positive way. But we just have to ask ourselves, are we pausing enough to create those moments? Friends, I want you to try pushing the pin with kids. Does it have to be a pin? No. It can be a marker. It can be a Sharpie. It can be push the pencil. Does it have to be on a whiteboard ledge? No, you could literally do this on the floor. You could call it rolling with my homies. And you could roll a pencil across the floor. Again, that's just, come on. I mean, that is off-the-cuff ideas right there. If you don't have a ledge, you're like, well, I can't do it because I don't have a whiteboard and I don't have a ledge. You got a pencil? You got a floor? I'm guessing you got a pencil and a floor in your classroom. Call it rolling with my homies and you roll a pencil across the floor. And you can have, like, get a yardstick, okay? Get, like, a meter stick and you can put little dashes on the meter stick for different points. That is the simplest remix possible. There's absolutely no reason why you can't try something like this in your classroom. And when you do, and when it works, will you do me a favor? In exchange for this awesome idea, will you send me a message on Instagram or TikTok and Facebook and say, hey, I listened to this episode and I loved it. Hey, I listened to that idea and I tried it and my kids absolutely are obsessed with it. That, that would be a very cool thing that we could share and celebrate with each other. Friends, if you have loved this four-part series about game-changing strategies, game-changing moments, it doesn't have to end right here. Absolutely not. It can keep going for the entire month of February and you can keep this momentum happening, not just for the month, 
for the rest of this school year and quite frankly for the rest of your career. All you have to do is make one simple decision to join the Game Changers course that is officially starting in February. Registration is open. It's not too late to get signed up. You can go to monicagenta.com forward slash courses to officially enroll and have a fun, flexible February while learning some excellent ideas. I want to thank you so much for pushing the envelope with kids. I want you to thank you so much for pushing the pen, hopefully, in your classroom. But more importantly, I want to thank you for listening to this episode and thank you for living this teacher life.